0: So, here we are, watching the playoffs from the outside. Here we are, looking at the Senior Bowl. Here we are, looking at the Combine. Here we are with Beasley has the sniffles. <laughs> Dang it, Beasley, you are not allowed to be sick
1: this time of year. Yeah, no, it's uh, poor timing on my part. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to show some uh, in, uh, intestinal fortitude and uh, and gut it gut it out, all right? I'm going to get to the finish line and provide great content to our listeners.
0: You know, it's pretty interesting because we've watched all these games the last, uh, you know, basically week, Uh, definitely this weekend. We watched six games during the weekend, and then last night we watched uh, the 33rd NFL team, Alabama, (laughs) win its seventh national championship for Nick Saban, and... Uh, I I just got to say when the announcers are doing their the games from various different sites because they've had covid symptoms and so forth you know that's kind of heroic by them to be able to you know plow through and still be able to do that uh tip of the hat to them uh it's also a tip of the hat to the teams that we watch because it makes me very envious to watch playoff football, Adam Beasley. It makes me feel like I'd like to be covering playoff football.
1: <laughs> how many years have you been on the beat? Uh, this will be 31. This is your 31st season coming up. Yeah. And uh, how many Super Bowls have you covered that included the Miami Dolphins in them?
0: Oh, well, um, uh, there was that year. Oh, no. There was that other year.
1: Uh, All right. Zero. Here, let's, let's, make zero. It easier. let's make it easier. How many conference championships have you covered with, this, with the Dolphins in it? One. Mm, one in 31 years. Now, I know the Browns are the lovable losers, and the Lions have an incredible streak of ineptitude. But if you're a Dolphins fan and you're, say, mid-20s, you don't remember success, do you?
0: Well, uh, I was looking at where they're talking about how the Cleveland Browns had uh, had broken a streak of not being in the playoffs in you know a generation, and the Buffalo Bills hadn't won a playoff game since 1995. And I'm thinking I should I should check to see how long um, where the Dolphins stack up because the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since 2000. Uh, since the 2000 season. So I'm wondering if that, that is the NFL longest drought right now or where that, where that I guess, where, the standings in reverse,
1: <laughs> where, where that puts us. Yeah, well, certainly the Lions uh, in the NFC uh, are, you know, by far the record holder. I don't think they've won a playoff game. I believe since Barry Sanders, I think that's that's the last time they won one. So a long, long, long time ago. Um, and the Dolphins, I think now might be the have the longest streak in the AFC of not winning a playoff game. And that's as you mentioned, the 20 years now. It's been 20 years since they won their last playoff game, and I think that's the longest streak.
0: Thanks. <laughs> thanks,
1: for, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, lovely. Uh, thank you so much. Well, the, so, the good the good news is, of those thirty one seasons, for the last ten now, you've had me running, riding shotgun. So at least it's been a fun ride.
0: It's been fun. So how does it get better? How do we improve from here, uh Adam Beasley? What do the Miami Dolphins
1: offseason <laughs> plan need to include? Go. Well, Step one would be uh, to hire someone to call the plays on offense. I think that's a good start.
0: And who do you like?
1: Oh, well, now, you're, now you're putting me on the spot. I'm curious. This has been a very button-down search, right? There haven't been huge leaks uh, about who's in the running, who's being interviewed, as you reported on Monday. Um, the interviews have, are beginning this week. What is today? Tuesday now. So you'd assume – that they're not going to, you know, really draw this out. It's possible that Flo wanted to talk to some coaches that, you know, their season ended in the last couple of days. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've they, they've got to get on this, and I, I think it's fascinating that uh, they, they could go the college route, they could go the NFL head coach route, and certainly one of those options went away last night when it was reported that uh, Bill O'Brien's going to. Uh, succeed, uh, succeed uh, uh, Steve Sarkisian as the Alabama offensive coordinator, which honestly is probably a better job than the Dolphins offensive coordinator because you're, if, if you're the Alabama offensive coordinator, you're guaranteed to look good. You don't have that guarantee if you're the offensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, right? <laughs> well, I would say to you that for Bob, Bill O'Brien
0: – uh, it's, a perfect, it's a perfect position to be at Alabama because he is a one-year guy. He is hired to move on to the next, you know, job that he covets more. And I thought that that would have been a terrible way to go for the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have had two offensive coordinators in two years. They're hiring their third offensive coordinator in the third year. Bill O'Brien would have been their fourth offensive coordinator in four years, and that's just not sustainable. It's it's mm-hmm. a it it's a recipe for disaster, and it's a recipe for not developing excuse me not developing young players. You understand that English is my second language, right? You know, you oh, know you, that
1: you you speak you speak it better than I do, and it was my first.
0: <laughs> so so there's that. Um, look. I'm gonna say something that is totally politically incorrect to the narrative that is out there among Dolphins fandom. Okay, mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chan Gailey was kind of right. Ha! Pray tell. <laughs> so the biggest um. I would say the biggest criticism that we had of Chan Gailey is, dude, unleash Tua. Let Tua beat Tua. Let him be, uh, you know, Tua on first down. Let Tua on Tua down go off. Let, let it be that, you know, you have your fifth overall draft pick. Let him play because you let Ryan Fitzpatrick play. And what we saw instead was a lot of coddling in the play calling, a very uh, careful way of quote unquote matriculating the ball down the field, the dink and duck offense by Ch- excuse me by Chan. Well, guess what? The reason he did that is because he didn't trust Tua to be able to do the other thing, and when it came time. In the season finale, for Tua to have to do the other thing, what did we end up with? Uh, Three turnovers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we ended up with Tua not looking so good.
1: That's what we ended up with. I think there is – excuse me, I'm taking a sip of water. I think there is a – a lot of, as you said, excuse, uh, suggested excuse-making uh, for Tua. Well, uh, Chan, you know, is uh, a dinosaur, and he didn't know what he was doing. Well, the offensive line kind of stunk. Well, look at the weapons around him. And let me ask you something, uh, Armando. Can you name two of Deshaun Watson's targets this year? And can you name m- more than one offensive lineman for the Houston Texans this year? And what did Deshaun Watson do? He nearly threw for 5,000 yards and 33 touchdowns and had a career season, uh, and he did so, by the way, uh, with bad coaching. He did so with Bill O'Brien um, getting fired after what four or five weeks, uh, and the team going four and 12. Um, so yes, I think that there are extenuating circumstances that can hurt a player, but I also say this: the really great players, and even the very good players. Uh, find a way to overcome them. And uh, I would agree with you that the Dolphins coaching staff throughout the course of the 2020 season, maybe not more than you, but certainly had more information than I did about the inner workings of that franchise and probably a little bit more information than you did too. And I am sure they had more information than uh, Fan 35 uh, on Twitter had. And yet uh, the decisions they made were pilloried Absolutely crushed, and excuses were made for the quarterback when uh, I think the coaches probably had an idea of what they had in, two, in 2020, at least, in Tua Veloa, and, and thought what they did was the best way to win games with him. Well,
0: uh, I can't spell pilloried, but <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you got me, bro. But Laramie Tunsil, Max Sharping, Nick Martin, Zach Fulton. So, and and Charlie Heck, I think those were the offensive linemen for the Houston Texans. And I'm pretty sure that Kenny Stills was on that team, and then Will Fuller, and maybe Brandon Cooks
1: as receivers. So, was, were, were were any of those receivers, skill position guys, better than Devontae Parker? Oh, yeah. B- better than Mike
0: Kosicki? Brandon Cooks is better than anybody that the Dolphins have. I don't understand why he's been... Traded 12 times. <laughs>
1: 17 times. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I, I'll, I'll grant you the the, the the surrounding talent might be somewhat better. I don't think it's 5,000 yards better. Agreed. I don't, th- I, I don't think that's that's the reason that Deshaun Watson uh, had a career year and and and, and, and the reason that Tuatunga Bailoa uh, got benched twice and threw three picks in the biggest game of his career.
0: So that leads us to this before we go to break, okay? Okay. Uh, Answer this this query, which also I cannot spell, and and then we'll go to break. So does the fact that Dolphin fans, or a good portion of them, love the idea of getting Deshaun Watson and basically discarding trading to a Tonga Bailoa? Say something negative about Tua Tunga by law because, you know, they see what, you know, I guess many of us see.
1: I am actually going to uh, uh, push back a little bit on uh, the, 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 the question because I don't know if Dolphins fans actually are clamoring for Deshaun Watson, and I'll get into that in more depth uh, when we come back. And we are back, and now that I've taken some time to consider it, I'm going to give you the same answer I was going to give you a minute and a half ago. Uh, and that's uh, Dolphins fans, God bless them, are all in on Tua on an emotional level. And there is certainly a percentage of them that, that aren't, and, and, and see if you can get a potential top-five player in the world. Uh, you do it. But I, I don't think Dolphins fans want to give up the number-three pick and the number-18 pick and, and maybe some more assets to go and get that player, I, I, I think they are – if, if, if these you know, Twitter polls and comments and, and that's our best interaction and listening and talk radio with these fans uh, is, is a true sample size, um, they think the Dolphins would be grossly overpaying, grossly overpaying uh, to give up the number three pick and Tua and something else for Deshaun Watson, and they think that uh, Tua is going to be awesome. Uh, I, on the other hand, am not emotionally invested in any of this, except for keeping my job and doing a good job of my job. Um, and I think they're nuts. I think that if you can get Deshaun Watson, there's literally no price too, too, too high to pay. I don't think there's any draft pick or any player on the roster that would be off-limits uh, to go and get a player that you could win a Super Bowl with in the next two, three years. Well,
0: let me, let me kind of be in the middle of you all. Of you uh, and Dolphin fans, because I think that any Dolphin fan or any human on, on planet Earth who doesn't recognize that Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback and uh, more gifted than Tua tonga that that person just is not living in reality. It's not even close. It's not even close. And furthermore, here's the thing. It's never going to be close.
1: He wow. Is always, wow.
0: He is always going to be better than Tua because he has gifts and abilities that Tua simply does not have.
1: That, I, so that. I thought that. I thought I got hate mail and tweets. Woo, you're going to get them stirred up saying sure. definitively, definitively that Tua will never be at the level of Deshaun Watson. Uh, of course not. I agree I with mean, you completely. I agree and, with you completely.
0: Of course, <laughs> anyone, anyone with eyes can see that. Deshaun Watson puts a team on his back every Sunday, and and they're and for three seasons or whatever, they he turned them into a playoff team, right? Uh, uh, because why? Because he's got very good accuracy, a very live arm. He can make all of the throws, and oh, yeah, he doesn't need an offensive line. He can get out of the way and throw the ball down the field. He can get out of the way and run and and turn your world upside down.
1: And, and, and asked the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs last year. And he's really, really smart. You listen to him talk. You listen to answer questions. You listen to him, to him break down plays. You cannot – you cannot help but come away impressed by his acumen. He is a smart dude. So, you, yet you're absolutely right. You put all those things together, and you have one of the, the, the best players in the world, regardless of position, and a player that the Dolphins would be very lucky to have.
0: Having said that, that's never going to happen. Okay?
1: Wow! Wow! Absolute today on today's show. I
0: love it. Well, I mean, it's not. Uh, let, let's discuss this, can we? Sure. Um, you're Nick Casario. Okay. I've, I've turned you into Nick Casario, Adam, which mm-hmm. means you look a lot like Beaker now. Uh, so, so, so there's that. So Beaker, GM Beaker, let me ask you this. Um, you are new to the job. You've been there five minutes. Do you want your first notable move to be to trade the franchise? Is that what your first notable move to your GM career, is that the one you want to make?
1: Of course not. Of course but, not. But he might not have a choice. He will have a choice. You, okay, and, and, and here is the only scenario. There are two scenarios that uh, that, I, that I could see that deal happening, and both are very, very unlikely. Scenario one is the Dolphins literally give up the farm, give up Every single draft pick they have, and to a by law, and Xavier Howard, and just make a deal that literally he could not refuse. That the on balance, that even giving up a franchise quarterback, he's ending up ahead. Um, I don't think Chris Greer is going to do that. I don't think Bryant Flores is going to do that. The other scenario is this Deshaun Watson has a no trade contra- clause in his contract, and Deshaun Watson does not like the direction of the franchise. Both those th- two things are undeniably true. Uh, he can use the power of the first to uh, to put into action the second, so to speak. What he can do is he can go out and say, "I will never play another down for the Houston Texans, and if they don't trade me, I will retire." And that would that would pressure the Houston Texans to get something, and they could get a lot for an asset that, if he's serious, if they if they don't call his bluff, uh, they they would completely lose the asset and the. And the the franchise would be uh, in in shambles because the cap hit that Watson has would accelerate, um, and they would have they would have been in tough financial straits, and they would get they would still be without their number three pick and whatever it is thirty five or whatever in the second round. They would be in deep deep doo doo. So if Deshaun Watson wants to go scorched to earth on the Houston Texans, he can force his way out. I just don't think that's going to happen.
0: So the, the the greater point that I'm trying to make is that Deshaun Watson and uh, Bleeker, the GM for Beaker. Excuse me, I, I keep calling him Bleeker because I think of pizza on Bleeker Street. Um, <laughs> so, Beaker, the GM for the Houston Texans, they're not. I, I, I don't see them their first act together to be to come at each other like like warriors. I don't think that's the way it's going to play out. I I understand that Deshaun Watson is upset with the direction of the Houston Texans. But guess what? This guy's brand new, Uh, and he's a Muppet. You can't be angry at a Muppet. (laughs) You just can't. So by all means, he'll hear him out. That's the kind of person Deshaun Watson is, and he'll be measured, and he'll be, you know, thoughtful. I just don't see – that thing going nuclear at the end of the day. I just don't see it. And that's why I see next year Deshaun Watson playing for the Houston Texans like he did last year and the year before and the year before. I, it, it would be too far afield for me personally to think that they're, they're going to come at each other with, with swords in their first meeting.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, they have not made a head coaching hire yet. Uh, it's been reported that Watson uh, wanted them to interview uh, Eric Bien-Aimé, uh and those, you know, that request went unheeded. Uh, I'd be curious now if if they've suddenly uh, looped him back in and allowed him to have a voice in the decision-making process. Now he's not going to pick the coach, obviously, but I, you know. I can kind of get it if I was Watson. You know, you, you were promised, you were promised a voice and you expressed an opinion and it was, it was not only ignored, but it was essentially laughed at that, uh, the, the, <laughs> they had this, uh, search, you know, this uh, search service looking for the next GM and they had recommendations who to hire and the owner ignored that and went and hired uh, Casario and apparently, uh, um, Watson, one of the two, interview with the enemy, and that didn't happen either. It's if, if you're going to if you're going to include the input of your quarterback, then you at least need to have the obligatory interview with his with his favorite head coach. I'm not saying players should have this power. I think that's more power than, than players should have. Play, players play and coaches coach and GMs pick the players. I, I get that, but if if you're you know, Kyle McNair, and you're going to open that door and then slam it in their face, yeah, I could see why the player's upset.
0: Yeah, well, the players are having more and more power, and I think it's, it's going to be a learning curve for owners and management to understand that, that they are indeed more powerful than they used to be. And what Deshaun Watson was requesting is not extraordinary. He merely suggested an interview with the guy. Mm-hmm. It hurts nothing to get on a Zoom call with Eric Bieniemy for two or three hours and hear him out, if for no other reason that now you know what one of the great thinkers in the Kansas City Chiefs organization, which happens to be a pretty good organization, is thinking. And now you have a file on him and a file on the Chiefs and, an, and a kind of like a perspective and a view on the inside of – the workings of the chiefs. There's nothing about that that
1: lessens you.
0: It 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 adds to your toolbox.
1: Yeah, I, or there's there was no downside whatsoever by granting him an interview. There's absolutely zero. Yeah, so that
0: was they stepped in it
1: and dumb.
0: They didn't have. He didn't say you must hire Eric Bienemy. He said check him out, interview mm-hmm. him. And, mm-hmm. they, and they refuse. But we're going far afield because the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins next year is Tua tonga Right?
1: Right, Adam? Right? Well, let's just say that's the plan today on January 11th or whatever it is. Let's see what the plan is on April 11th, okay? Let's, 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 let's see how events can change. Because you know what? You know what the plan was a week ago Tuesday? For Chan Gale to be the offensive coordinator – and Marion Hobby to be the defensive line coach of the Miami Dolphins in 2021. And what's happened the uh, the eight days since, Armando?
0: Yeah, neither one is on the team or in the organization. And that was a bad look for Brian Flores, I thought. Uh, you know, he he gets in front of everyone and he says, we expect everybody to be back, and the next day everybody's not back. And it, it, it's just it, – it tells me that either he wasn't fully – um vested in knowledge of what his assistants are thinking or he was trying to not be very transparent. In which case you gotta know, man, credibility is 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 something that you really want, and you don't just want it with your players, you want it with everybody. And if you're saying one thing knowing that it's something else, that's that's bad form.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I think it's the former, not the latter. Because, as, you know, as you mentioned, credibility is currency. And not only that, 24 hours later, we know the truth. So, I mean, the, the answer, the obvious answer is, if you're having any doubts that any of these guys are back, say, that's my hope. We, you know, hey, the season just ended two days ago. We're going to go through the process. But I really like my staff this year, and I hope they're all back next year. That's all he needed to say.
0: Yeah, the we expect them to be back. That that's rough. Uh and by the way, that's 2 years in a row that that has happened. Correct? Yeah, because, absolutely. Because uh, last year he expected everyone back outside of the guys that he fired and then, you know, his defensive coordinator and friend of 20 years said,
1: "Nah, man, I'm out." Yeah, and I'd rather go play, be somewhere else. And, and Carl Durrell thought, you know, going and, and, and coaching the fifth or sixth best team in the Pac-12 was better than being the assistant head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, I mean, things change. Uh, and, and you know what else has changed? We've got to hear on this. Um, my travel plans in the next two weeks. Because I, really? thought I, would, I thought I would be home until at least the draft. I'm, I'm going to go to the draft. I thought I was going to be home until then. I didn't think the combine was going to be great shakes. But the news yesterday, Mondo, that the Miami Dolphins coaching staff will be running either the north or the south squad of the Senior Bowl, that threw a wrench in my plans.
0: So you're going to the Senior Bowl, and you're going to be interviewed Devonta Smith?
1: Uh, I'm sure an invitation has been extended. I don't see any upside for Devonta Smith going to the Senior Bowl.
0: No, he's not going to the Senior Bowl, and he's not going to work at the Combine, He's got a hand injury, so he can't play in two weeks. And he's got a hand injury, so he's not going to be um, catching passes in the gauntlet drill at Indianapolis either. And by the way, he doesn't need to prove anything as far as I'm concerned. That dude is legit. That dude is going to be a legit NFL player. And I, I, I called my shot weeks ago. That guy should be the number three overall pick for the Miami Dolphins.
1: Well, he, he certainly did nothing last night uh, in the tw- two quarters of play that he was on the field to uh, dissuade you of that opinion. Uh, what was it, 12 catches, 200 and some odd yards, and three touchdowns? Yeah, that's, that, that was a good season for some of the guys in the roster for the Miami Dolphins this year.
0: The, the thing about it is a lot of people are saying, Adam, he's too small. He, he's tiny. He's tiny. The guy is 6 foot 1 and he's 175 pounds. And I get it, 175 pounds does not suggest he's 230 pounds. So I get that. But guess what? Um let's see. Uh Isaac Bruce was 180 pounds and Marvin Harrison was 188 pounds and uh they're in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And and the NFL game today is less contact down the field, not more contact down the field. It's less hitting than it was back in that day than it is, than it is now. Why would – and and he's had zero durability issues throughout his career. I don't get the whole he's not big enough
1: uh, narrative. Right, and the, the only concern I would have would be at the line of scrimmage, right? There's two big-bodied corners – take him out of the game. That's on your offensive coordinator to get him a free release. And you can do that in many ways. And we saw Steve Sarkeesian last night do that in every way possible. Uh, so, yes, he is going to play, he is going to get open, and he is going to be, assuming the Dolphins draft him, their best skill position player. And he will make that team instantly much better than it is today.
0: And he, I assume he has a chemistry with the quarterback
1: to a Tonga Bailoa. I mean, who 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 will never ever 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 be as good as Deshaun Watson, right?
0: Who will never. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know that that's gonna shake some people. I know that that's gonna upset some folks. But you know, uh, it. Look, if he turns out to be, God bless him. Uh, you know, love it, awesome. But my eyes, the projection tells me no. No, that's not happening. And that doesn't mean he won't
1: be good, but he's not going to be like that good. On uh, that cheery note, let's, uh, let's get out of here. We we went along, but that was in part because, as always, it's a great conversation with us, but also because uh, my Internet crapped out and we thought, you know, I thought we owed it to you guys to give you a little bit more for sticking in here. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll have uh, next week will be the Senior Bowl preview edition, right? <laughs> yes, at which time you better come equipped with
0: the restaurants that you will be uh you know uh <laughs> visiting let's say visiting in Mobile, Alabama and the evening um places that you will be um what do you do in the evening in Mobile where you you know
1: they call it uh, they call it, they call it networking Armando
0: Ah. Yes, very good. I love that word. Very nice. And, of course, uh, courtesy of somebody else, (laughs) (laughs) which
1: is the best. I agree, and I look forward to it, and I look forward to speaking with you all soon. Uh, That's it for this edition of the Dolphins and Death podcast. See you next week
0: before Beasley turns Mobile upside down.